It'll give Gunston, McAvoy, back-to-back goals for the Hawks in really quick time. Hardwick long ball. Henderson's going to get an eternity to line this up, and he does it ever so nicely. Chad looks at his first. Crowd tells the story. Wingard's kick one for the Hawks. Wingard points the ball inside. Good position here from Nash, and he runs on and kicks the goal. Wingard, X-Factor everywhere! Hawthorne are going to win the game after being under enormous pressure in the early parts of it. They record their second win. Yes, that's right, the Hawks overcame a slow start to do a number on North with Bruce back to his best and big boy Ben McAvoy standing tall yet again. And then there was a certain cameo, a delightful debut that we need to discuss in this, another jam-packed edition of the Hawk Talk podcast, the go-to show for all fans of the Hawthorne Football Club and Tiz. You had cause to quote Monty Python this week. Release Wingard. (laughs) (laughs) I loved it. What an occasion to drop that. And he was released. He was. And uh, he read all his lines perfectly. <laughs> that is a great way of putting it. He was ready. He took that <laughs> dribbled shot at goal and he was ready in front oh, of that bay. Oh, my God. Wasn't he? Oh. <laughs> I just, as soon as he pounced on it, you're like, is this really going to happen? <laughs> is this really how he announces himself to the, to the Brown and Gold Legion? Oh, boy. I, I, I think there's only certain players I would accept a shot from there, you know. Langers and Lang- then <laughs> Wingard. You got me there. I, mean, I can't possibly deny him, can I? Uh, no, I was thinking... Gary Moss. <laughs> Bruce, uh, Puopolo and Wingard, and I can't think of too many more in our current lineup where I'd be like, yeah, have a ping from the boundary. Oh, yeah. they can all do it, all the forwards. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. I guess, well, they train for it, don't they? They should be able to do it. But to do it and then to be ready with the... And looks so disappointed when it hit the post. <laughs> he was just, he's ready for the big stage. Everything about his body language just suggested he was soaking in the moment. Talk about game in the umpire, too. Oh, right. Following the, on from last Cunning, week. The Cunnington. Oh, yeah. Where he taps it out of his hand. That was a definite 50. Yeah, you could see uh, Wingard sort of just move into the <laughs> Cunnington's well, line. I, don't, I think uh, Cunnington has no right to be there. That's a protected he, area. Well, that's right. He doesn't. I mean, it's a 50 either way. I don't care whether Wingard was trying to play it or not. It's a 50, because Cunnington shouldn't have been there. But anyway, we'll, look, we've got a lot more to say about the umpires. Yes, after last week, <laughs> listeners. Yeah. Because we have they to They doubled in. down, didn't they? They did. They yeah. really did. <laughs> so, again, we have to check in on the state of the game. And don't you just love that, listeners? But, I mean, look, it's a happy occasion. It's this not going to be a, a major theme, though. No, that's Because right. we won. No. Exactly. So. <laughs> we've, got, we've got happier things to talk about. We don't have to labour on that stuff. The best part is our match winner, Wingard, wasn't even our best. No, that's right. We had a few good players bob up, didn't we? And uh, coming into his 100th game this weekend, Ben McAvoy. Mm, that's right. Looks superb. Primed against his old club, you'd have to say, <laughs> his for old Sunday. Club. God. <laughs> I wonder I've... if he's forgotten them yet. <laughs> Mate, St Kilda are so forgettable. <laughs> they're still above us, aren't they? Are they? No, no, for all the talk about St Kilda being better, they're still below us. <laughs> okay, see, all is right with the world. So it's a strange <laughs> season, but it's just nice to know that some things are just there, aren't they? Some things, just those, those comforts. Those constants that we love in AFL. Not many of them left his, but anyway. Well, that if you thought North Melbourne away. couldn't hit a target, wait for Jack <laughs> Stephen. 
I think that's actually to get to some social media stuff, don't you? Let's uh, let's talk iTunes. 134 ratings, Tiz. That is enormous. It's shot up again. We really thank people for that. Rating and reviewing us on iTunes. Jump Drum on roll, please. Yeah, this is a big one. 134 ratings. That coincides with 134 gamer Paul Hudson. Oh, yeah, I remember him. His dad did all right as well, didn't he? Yeah, he went okay. Yeah. <laughs> Premiership player Paul Hudson, following in the footsteps, of course, of legend Peter Hudson, notching 134 games for the Brown and Gold. Now, he averaged about 38 goals a season, which is, that's even by today's standards. Yeah, that's take good, that. That's good going, yeah. So that uh, 1991 season, which uh, they won the flag, that was his best. And he polled fifth for the Brownlow, and he kicked a bag of nine against Collingwood. <laughs> That'd be fun. It would be. It'd be fun to do. It'd be fun to see. It's a good day out of the footy seeing that. Yeah, of course, he uh, famously went to Richmond, mm. played three games. And he went to the, he went to the Bulldogs and, as well. And the dogs he? as well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, uh, he left, what, 96, at the end of 96? Yes, just something to, like that, Just yeah. uh, when the mergers were talked about. I was a little bit disappointed as a kid. But I'm thinking rats. I'm thinking Titanic. Is that some- no, no, a bit harsh. rats died. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Very good. And Ben Allen, of course, had gone in, what, 94? He was meant to be our next captain. Tough days. Jeez, how did we get so gloomy so quickly? This is supposed to be a fun little segment that we do for the social media stuff. Yeah, well, you no, know I, I enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, Paul Hudson, obviously a champion. Hey, you know what was... Fantastic uh, uh, to reach one grand final and win it. That was terrific. Absolutely. You, you know, we heard in the week from um, someone who, I believe, I'm casting my mind back, I think they were a relative of Stuart Stewart. Yeah, that's right. And, and, uh, and you tried to impress upon me that perhaps the segment had merit. <laughs> Look, something you learned something that you didn't know before, that there was <laughs> commemorative ties that players were given or something like that? Oh, yeah. Um, Is that right? Yeah, apparently there's a tie with their number on Yeah, um, that, that, that goes to, that is awarded to them when they begin their career. Well, there you go. Well, they, when they play their first game. And yeah. one of our listeners just hit us up and said, yeah, I'm, I'm a relative of uh, Mr. Stewart. So there you go. We love hearing from people, especially via Twitter, at Hawk Talk Pod. Now, we are just building an amazing, really supportive community, and uh, it's at its best when we win, <laughs> frankly, it's so much fun. It is, and I, I tell you what, you won't be losing that smile this week after Brad Scott's presser. <laughs> it's just so salty, and yet I need more. Mark, I'm, I'm practically dying of thirst. I'm like, more salt, please. Mark McGowan told him to change the tune because <laughs> well, he'd been saying the same things to the... Uh, North Melbourne faithful for a long time now. He's been in the job something like 10 years mm. for what, like, no real... Couple of prelims. Still not the ultimate prize. And for 10 years, like, he's he's taken them that that far and now he's clearly gone backwards again. Do you really... Do you back him in to, to climb the mountain again? I don't think you do. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm glad that they have because it's entertaining <laughs> for me. Without the numbers on their back... You wouldn't have been able to tell those players apart, a lot of them. No. They're very, very same, same across the park, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't have told you who was who. I mean, and then you've got Sideshow Bob at the front. Well, that's what, that's what I was going to say, apart from Ben Brown, who uh, by the final siren must have been pruning, <laughs> thanks to Frawley giving him an absolute bath. Although I don't think it was just Frawley. It might have been a team effort. Oh, how good was Sicily on him at, at yeah, times? Yeah, Sicily was great. But he's well and truly outreached by Brown. I like that uh, I, I heard from some Hawks supporters uh, during the game who said to me, like, oh, don't know about Sicily. 
I mean, don't know about Sicily. Really? Is what about all the calls for him to go forward? Yeah, well, d- just do not. That's not even <laughs> necessary. I mean, I, I, you might have the stats there, but uh, his, his disposal efficiency again. I mean, does this kid get below 85% ever? So he ran at 91% disposal oh, efficiency. And I'm hearing during the game that he's a liability or something. <laughs> what game are you watching? He's not the issue. Didn't Leave him even, where he is. Didn't even pick up a clanger. That is huh. incredible. Huh. But we were we were led very well in the midfield by Jago, weren't we? We were. I guess uh, one thing I'll say before we get stuck into the recap is uh, facebook.com slash Pod. And with that out of the way, uh, yes, O'Meara, fantastic again. I said last week, you know, there's always that danger of taking him for granted. I think now that I've said that, I'm not going to because he was superb this week again. Ten clearances, 12 tackles, and he got a collision injury in the first or the second quarter. Yeah. Saw him go down the race. Yep. Which was an interesting point. I watched. I saw it on the replay. Um, any Hawthorne player that was injured mm. went down the race this week. Okay. Why do you think that might be? They didn't want the opposition knowing what was wrong with them. Yeah, didn't want to show their hand at all. Which is interesting. They don't have much uh, trust in the honour of the, <laughs> the combatants. Yeah. No, I'm right there with them at, the, at this point in time, to be or honest. Or did something happen in the previous week? Or uh, who knows? Maybe, maybe. It's a, maybe it's a trend. We'll see. Yeah. We'll keep our eye on that. Um, who else did you like in this game? I mean, there's, there's so many. Ricky Henderson maintained oh, yeah. his form. I mean, we heard from Daniel on this uh, at Hawk Talk Pod. He hit us up and he wanted us to discuss the rise and rise of Ricky Henderson. Not a question, more of a statement. He's in our top three in our BNF as of right now, alongside Jager and Big Boy. He's been immense. And so, there's so, no argument from me. So we, we forced that turnover for his goal. Yep. And then he just strode into the 50 again and slotted it. Deja vu. Yeah. He basically did the same the week before. Completely unchecked, and he's like, yep, I'll gobble this one up. So he's definitely benefiting from Scully and Smith, and even to an extent more being in that side. There's just so much pace on the outside for us now. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, teams are not just not putting the time into him that they think, yeah, they think they can get away with it. Yep. And, And that's the danger of that. Of the Hawks lineup at the moment, we heard from Scully did some incredible amount of running too. Oh, absolutely! Uh, we'll get to that, but we heard from Ryan as well at Hawk Talk Pod in a team that has Isaac Smith and Tom Scully. Ricky Henderson is our number one outside runner, which is uh, it's not something that we ever saw coming, really. No, so uh, Isaac Smith covered fifteen point eight kilometers mm. ahead of Tom Scully with fifteen point four. Ben Brown covered fifteen point seven. Without the ball. Yeah, that's right. He just <laughs> ran around like a headless chook all game. But at high speed, Tom Scully did 3.6K, which is a whole K ahead of Isaac Smith and Jarman Impey. I think uh, one of our listeners, Cameron, summed this up. Uh, he hit us up on Twitter as well, at Hawk Talk Pod. Fantastic to see Tom Scully back out there for the Hawks. In only his second game back, covers the third most distance of any player on the field and the most distance covered at high speed. Not bad oh, for a did... future fourth-round pick. Wow. A future fourth round pick. <laughs> oh, it's pretty good, isn't it? Like when you got Ben McAvoy snapping goals. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then all of a sudden, this this fella, um, Wings, turns yep. up. Yep. Bloody good day at, on Sunday. As in weather wise? Well, no. I mean, the, the oh, Fox just, Hill just Hawks a... leading into it. Yeah, I guess the only thing that threatened to undo it was uh, that first quarter. What well, happened is well, because... Well, Clarko's explained this. Yeah. He that, said... That's true. What did he say? He said, uh, we expected the handball when they kicked. 
Easy mistake to make. Yeah, but how many free kick goals? Sorry, free kick 50 goals. Yeah. Did they get? Let's call it for what it was. Yeah, that was was some remarkably bad opinions held by the umpires. Are we just going to get to that? I'm pretty sure Sisley told them they were wrecking the game. He did. Yeah, there's audio of that. It is. I couldn't hear it from what whatever snapshot I saw, but yeah. he did say it. Did uh, he? Yeah, apparently he did say it. You reckon the game? Yeah. You're ruining the game. I yeah, you're ruining the game. <laughs> Good on him. Yeah, fair enough. But he's never going to get a free kick again. No, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> right. I guess since we're, in I it. think he should listen, um, mm. James. If you're listening, <laughs> and he certainly is. And you need these things said, right? <laughs> we'll say them for you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what's happened to uh, Fits and Chips? <laughs> oh, yeah. Hasn't been an episode of that for some time. We'll we'll be the uh, the club podcast. How is Fitzy going? He, he does. His Twitter game's strong. I'll yeah. give him that. I, I enjoy his tweet game. But uh, no, we'll we'll be the club podcast. We'll we'll speak our mind. We'll get it done. Say what you want to say through us. We'll be the conduit. That's fine. Look, since we're in it, let's talk the umpiring. Because a lot of people on Twitter wanted us to cover it. We heard from Jez. Umpiring. Was it really as bad slash inconsistent as I and most in the Hawks crowd thought? Yeah. Or were we still smarting from last no, week? No, no. Definitely as bad. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. it's uh, It feels like the, the game has changed. And I know that's a cute turn of phrase. We but did look disinterested, though. That didn't help. Yeah. As always, like like last week as well, the umpiring's not the whole picture. But God, it doesn't get you anywhere, does it? <laughs> when you've got it stacked up against you, it just hurts all the more. It's like it's one thing for us to be shit, but if they're locking the door while while another team's like closing it, and then the umpires are just turning the key, what's well, how are you meant to get back through? <laughs> That's what it is. Uh, I think it was as bad. I feel like we're we are in a bit of a new era. You don't AFL. think they redeemed themselves with that fifty to Bruce oh. and also that Bruce free kick in front of goal? Yeah, look, when that fifty was paid, I danced around like a lunatic in M ten. Like <laughs> literally just going crazy because I could not believe our luck. Because that, <laughs> that pretty much ended the contest, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So the timing of it was perfect and Bruce was just on fire. But nah, it's it doesn't Although I acted like it brought me great joy, really it doesn't bring me great joy to to know that these things are being paid. And, and you know, we we heard from Richie as well. Can we talk about that bullshit fifty against Strats? I think we can, Richie. <laughs> I think we can talk about that. <laughs> well, that's the, the one Sicily took issue with. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, which it was absolute crap because Strats is still in the air. Yeah, as BT pointed, BT is the voice of reason <laughs> on this matter. Did that you, shows how far we've fallen. Did you hear him go for, that was out of bounds, that was out of that bounds again? That was out of bounds. Oh, he loves it, doesn't <laughs> he? He? He, didn't, uh, he didn't go the full hog this time, though. Only pulled the string in his back halfway. <laughs> oh, It's all just catchphrase commentary, isn't it? Anyway, it's a different issue. Uh, we heard from Nicholas Vines. Are we possibly the worst sport in the world for changing the rules of our game? It's like they're changed so Gil has something to boast about when he leaves. Also, big boy, best in the ruck, uh, best ruck in the league at the moment. Prove me otherwise. Well, we'll get to big boy in a sec. But are there other are there other codes? Because I predominantly follow AFL, and that gets all of my focus. But are there other sporting codes that chop bugger, and change quite as much as up us? Their uh, umpiring, yeah, cricket does every now and again. Yeah, they introduce okay. new technology, and then well, soccer yeah. 
do or don't introduce goal line technology. <laughs> is it the VAR or is it the VAR? I don't, I don't follow it closely enough to know what it's oh, called. That's, colloquially. that's a video assisted ref or something. But that cost, uh, that well, that gifted victory. A, uh, I don't care. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I did care well like four or five years ago, but no, not anymore. <laughs> But, you know, it just doesn't seem like any other sporting code is making sweeping changes on the eve of every season. No, well, what I... What, well, also, I, I sorry, was... sorry to jump in. Also, I don't think they do it on the run either, like the AFL do, with, like, rule of the week bullshit, <laughs> which which does exist. I won't hear otherwise. So, uh, a, a recall back to uh, Paul Hudson here, but this is mm. the most free kicks we've had per round since 91. Oh, God. And the era that they look back on so fondly, the yeah. sort of amateur era, yeah, um, which saw blokes, you know, turn up to play for the love of the game and then go and study law and become a judge but still hold mm. down the ruck for Hawthorne in the 1961 grand final. Yeah. You know, like John Winicky, mm. uh, who we should mention as he passed away. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. there were an amazing number of free kicks paid per game back then. Mm. And they're getting back to that same point because there's just so many one-on-one contests where it's much easier to call, perhaps. Maybe that's why the umpires are calling these things. Yeah. There's not eight people going up at a time anymore and you just can't pick one out. Yeah. But uh, it's definitely, if they get them wrong and they're not paying as many, Mm. then they really turn the game. They seem so 50 happy. I mean, we saw that in the first quarter with North as well. And, you know, it's just... Anything... It's like they're trying to exert themselves on the contest. Well, it's anything to bring a team a bit closer to goal. You know, like six 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 isn't enough. It's so boring. Like, well, it's boring, and it's for me, it's um, from an administrative point of view, so transparent. It's like, okay, so we're basically going to cut down the journey from A to B, B being the goals, the ads. I mean, that, that, that is the point, isn't it? I know this sounds very conspiratorial. But have you noticed how the lead-up play is so much less now? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, some footy's lost something this year, and it's very, it's very odd. But like like I said, they're all just flying blind, and eventually it'll sort itself out. That's the only reason I can think that Geelong is still undefeated. (laughs) That they've somehow just fluked figuring it out the best. Yeah, possibly. Treading water, basically. Mind you, they had their. Um, just before the season began, they had their last hit out against North. Well. <laughs> and they had it, remember they put a chopper up to see what Geelong were doing down there? That's right, they did, yeah. They had it all closed in and, mm. well, they must have won by a lot. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll look that up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, margins, well, not so much margins, but scoreboards, uh, Hawthorne defeated North Melbourne 87-71. Uh, to 71. Yep. That number 87. Four times. Yeah, it seems to be haunting us at the moment. We heard from Carlo. Well, we actually heard from a number of people tweeting us, so thanks for everyone who did get in touch. Hey, Hawk Talk Pod. Pretty sure we've kicked a total of 87 points in all three of our AFL season matches and our last JLT practice game. Four 87s in a row. Surely that's worth a mention. You guys fill in the blanks to make it interesting. (laughs) Jeez, there's a hospital hand pass, isn't it? This is as good as the numerology segment on the... (laughs) On the bounce. bounce. (laughs) Oh, remember that. Is that still going? I'll have to check. Inexplicably. (laughs) (laughs) But no, that is weird, isn't it? Although we had 
three games in a row where we lost, where we won by four points a few years ago, uh, early on in the season. Yeah, I think I think it might have been three points even. Oh, but was it? I'm splitting hairs. So sorry about that. So <laughs> we uh, <laughs> <laughs> need to be quite so picky about that. So we've had similar things happen before, but perhaps perhaps that's the omen bet this week for your uh, multi. For my multi. <laughs> can, can, you can't get past Fridays again. I, no, I it's can't. so good. Yeah, I love I know. it. <laughs> it's, it's the same as it ever was. You know, the game might be changed, but no, Mason's they, and multi they still have, remains like, the same. But they have a Thursday night. You do that, all right? Yeah, I do. It's Thursday. just the Fridays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone knows. I, I, well, I didn't tweet out my things this week because I put it on the pod. I, right. you know, made my picks on the pod. But everyone knows as soon as I mention which way I'm going Friday night, you have to know, listeners. You got to tip the other way. Like, I just cannot take a trick. I cannot tip a Friday night for the life of me. So there you go. Uh, let's focus back on our game. Uh, do you want to talk more about big boy Ben McAvoy? Have we got more to say about him? I mean, he's in cracking form. He is. Uh, he's doing everything. But I think it's because Segler's allowing him to. Yeah, Segler's uh, no slouch either. I think well, he's, he's got okay. above 90% disposal efficiency in that last game. There you go. You don't see that from many Ruckman. No, no, you don't. And he was important early on in that uh, first quarter when we didn't look any good. Other player I'd like to mention is Jarman Impey. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Who has some kind of ferocious attack on the man and the ball, obviously. Mm. Uh, Darcy hit us up on Twitter. At Hawk Talk Pod, Impey has seemed to be playing more of an intercept role so far this season. Agreed. Uh, do you boys like the way he's being used? Well, I'll say this, Darcy. He's playing well. And he's helping us win. So, yes. <laughs> and he's doing this uh, this thing where he just stands off his opponent just a little way. Yep. And then wait and backs himself to intercept the flight of the ball. Yeah, his, uh, his confidence in that has really grown. Yep. Like, you can see the way he's playing. It's, it's great to see. Um, I didn't mean to come across as facetious to Darcy then, but, you know, it's, it's working. It's, it's great. Just thought I'd throw that in there. I respect the question. I, th- I think it's a good point, even. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's working. So yeah, absolutely, I love the way it's it's playing out with Impy this year. Now, something you always enjoy the tackle count. Jager O'Meara, twelve. Yeah, yeah I was going to say yeah, twelve. Yeah. Dylan Moore, the debutant. Oh yeah. Who didn't look, you know, like he didn't belong, did he? He uh, came in for Ruffhead very late on, yeah. filled me with no confidence, <laughs> and uh, he you, played fairly well. You wanted to hit the pub. <laughs> I don't know if you were joking or not, <laughs> spilling uh, DMs there on the pod. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, I look. He played the sort of game you'd expect him to play, I guess. Being brought in late notice as a debutant, look, he just to quote uh, Armando Iannucci's film in the loop. He was meat in the room. He was just sort of there, and that's all right. He, he didn't play badly. He just he was there. How, how many you, how many tackles did he have? He had five along with Morrison and Segler and McAvoy, and only one man on the field didn't get a tackle. You've brought this up. What would you say about a player who doesn't get a tackle, Nick? (laughs) You've brought this up because it's going to be someone who we don't expect. Yeah. That's the only reason you're highlighting this. Well, I'm highlighting this because it may indicate that he's injured in some capacity and then he's playing through. So this is not to burn me in any way because it's one of my favourite players. No, not at all, no. Okay. No. Well, you brought up Nash last week, so... Oh, how petty is here, this? Here comes Warpedo oh, no. with no tackles. No tackles. God. It is strange, isn't it? It is very strange because we know we can do it. Oh, yeah, he's it, had phenomenal numbers, even in the JLT yeah. where no one cares. He's, ta- he's making that many tackles. Yeah. Well, that is odd, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. You think he might be injured in some sense. Yeah, I get the sense that he may be, yeah. 
Did you notice how hard we were hitting um, Aaron Hall? Mm, yes, <laughs> enjoyed that. <laughs> well, we've been on the receiving end of Aaron Hall before, of course. Well, that's right. But I'm I'm kind of indiscriminate in my enjoyment of hitting North players hard, so <laughs> I don't mind who it is, really. If it's Hall, I don't mind. If it's Brown, that's fine. Hey, speaking of Brown, though, we heard from uh, one of our listeners, Al, uh, not enough people aware of Chip's work experience working in an aged care facility. He's clearly experienced in giving others a bath. <laughs> Well done, Al. Uh, can we get our fans to stop hating on him so much when he's clearly stopping bags of goals every week? And you've got to say, Tiz, Brown was pretty ineffectual. He did, we kicked one goal in the first quarter, was it, yeah. I think? Uh, are we not giving Frawley enough credit? Well, I think it's wonderful to see Wayne Carey turn on <laughs> Ben Brown last night. That was terrific. Yeah. Just said he's not working hard enough. He's got one trick. Not working hard enough, but he's covering what was the the yeah. second most distance. <laughs> yeah. Can't tackle. Yeah. Turns well, turns like the QE2. Well, I mean, those last two points, I can believe that. It, harsh as it sounds, but I can believe that they might be valid criticisms of his game. Yeah. But uh, we, we definitely ran off him beautifully. But such a turnaround. Yeah. That's what stunned me. I kept thinking that North would kick on. And they just didn't. That courageous, well, he was tunnelled, effectively, yeah. Smith, that bring down that mark and converting that, such a pivotal goal. It just, it, it gave us a weak pulse. And it's, it seems like, I wasn't convinced at the time that something changed, but in retrospect, that was maybe the, the first hint of, okay, no, we're, we're starting to work them out a bit, North. Where we, can, we can do this. We can get back into it. Clarko was on the sidelines. Yes, that's right. He was. Making sure everybody heard what he wanted done. Sometimes you need that. You need to be bellowing well, from the A lot the of the coaches are doing that because they're obviously not getting the stats feedback that they're needing with mm. the 666. Yep. Mentioning Frawley before, we heard from uh, Patrick Slingo at Hawk Talk Pod. If Birchall eventually returns, who would make way? The back six look pretty happy together. Brings up a good they, point. They do. Scrimshaw's gelling nicely. He is, yeah. Still makes some blues, but would you say he's a guy that's playing his third game for the Hawks? <laughs> it doesn't. He looks way beyond that. Yeah, he's so settled. Yeah, he's got a lot of talent. Yeah, that that kick of his is marvelous. Yeah, it is. And uh, Mira did well. Yeah, I see. You know, we highlight we we pra- heap praise on Frawley before, uh, even though I've confessed to being, you know, he's a player that makes me nervous every single time he gets the footy, no matter the context. We could be 10 goals up, I'd still be nervous. Mirror's becoming that player for me as well. I've lumped him into the same category, but credit where it's due, I think he did okay against North. There were some good options he took too, because that has been a criticism of of Mirror that he takes the wrong options from defence. I actually had a quick look at the stats, and I seem to recall that his disposal efficiency was really high. Yeah, 85%. Well, I mean, there you go. 0.4 above Frawley. Well, <laughs> not that it's a competition or anything. <laughs> no, but it's fair to say they didn't have a lot of pressure on him at the back. No, but, uh, you know, we're three games deep into the season now, and I would say that our back line is maybe our strongest asset at this point. It's the... It's the uh, the segment of the field that is the most you, settled. Do you think it's the um, do you think it's a backline or the the approach to defending? I think because, it's both. Because we saw the Box Hill Hawks that played Brisbane in the JLT. Yes. They really stifled their approach. Yep. And they had what is basically their full squad that's beating everyone at the moment. Yeah, that's true. Um, well, I think it's a combination of things: system and personnel. Like I. Pff, 
you know, if you strip out even one or two players of our current back line, I think we might start to falter a bit. But well, you still uh, got Brand and Timmy. Yeah, so well, I'm I'm looking at the likes of if you remove Sicily. And then there's the Kashitsky so, uh, waiting in the wings yeah, as well. I, I'm not going to let you get away with mentioning Tim O'Brien. I did hear that, and that's not on. What? I just <laughs> slipped in Timmy, and you, yeah. what, you're having issue with it. No, nah, look, I mean, yeah, I've already said it before. If there's anywhere I want him to play on the ground, Tim O'Brien, it would be defence, and I know that's going to that's gonna cause people to stay awake at night. Well, he kept... Not the defenders, mind, not the forwards, mind He you. helped keep Casey to 42 points for the day. Well, that's true, yeah. Did you have a look at that, by the way? Did you get? Did I get, did I get eyes on the VFL game? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Because it was te- televised on Channel 7, that was... Yeah, no, it was good, and you you can pretty easily stream that on your phone. Well, as well you can which is uh, nice. catch up as well. Oh right, if you want okay. to, yeah, yep, it's on that um, seven seven something app, seven plus or something. Yeah, like that's that. it. Yep. Uh, no, I, I I tuned in for the first half. Did you see the switch to Mitch get flicked? <laughs> he, well, someone has to, and he's gone. Right, well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to kick a bag. And you know the irony of it all is he kicks four and he's still not the leading goal kicker for the Fox Hill Hawks. <laughs> no, Jackson Ross just shows up and kicks five. Mind you, he got a bit of help with that falcon. <laughs> he did. You Quite Honestly, unusual. if you haven't seen that, listeners, uh, you have to find it. It is terrific. One of the Casey defenders, yep. a la Melbourne, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, kicks it into one of his teammates' heads, which then falls to Jackson Ross practically in the goal square, and he just slams it through. Another one for the boss. <laughs> <laughs> Easy as you like. Oh. God, it's got to be the we, boss, hasn't We're going to drag that moniker away from Ross, <laughs> the boss of Frio, are we? Well, he's not using it, is he? <laughs> he lost to the Suns last week. GF um, looked pretty good, too. That's he's a got very some, good mark. Got some closing speed and yep. natural ability. Yes. Yeah. No. His uh, his insane athleticism is just a joy to watch. I, that that mark, that vertical leap, because I don't think he he didn't take he didn't sit on anyone. It wasn't a ride. He just jumped. He yeah. just took it. That is incredible. Just plucked it. Yep. Just plucked it out of the air. Uh. But I mean, look. What what more could you ask? With sixty two points in the end, the final margin, we got yep. over Casey. Fifteen, fourteen, one hundred and four. Yep. To four eighteen. 42. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Uh, no, I, I tuned in for the first half and then uh, then came lunch and then came our game. But uh, from what I saw, Casey mounted a brief comeback and then Box Hill just went, nah. <laughs> That's pretty much how it played out from my perspective. So uh, I was getting pretty excited about this bloke called Walker. Yes, But Matthew it turned Walker. out it wasn't Matthew Walker. It's oh. a Box Hill-listed Liam, I think his first name is. Yeah. Lachlan, sorry. Lachlan Walker. Okay. So I'm wondering what Matt Walker's doing. Yeah, what is he doing? I haven't doing? seen any mention of him. I thought um, Taya Miles looked pretty good. Yeah, and, like he's got uh, something to prove. How looked like he'd finally got some match fitness up, so he might be considered soon. And there was a bloke running around with a 44 on his back mm. with red hair. Yes. And it wasn't glass. Yes. It was Greaves. Yeah. yeah. I, I saw him get exposed a couple of times where I'm like, eh, He's young. Yeah, I'm not going to hold that He's against young. him. Whatever. And we had the game well in control anyway. Uh, you know who was out there? Uh, who people have been asking about? Ryan Sean Marcus. Sean Marcus. He's back. Where has he been? He's been uh, injured, has he? Oh, he usually does this each year, isn't it? Slow start for the old bloke. <laughs> yep. He kicked two. Looked relaxed. Yeah. 
almost disinterested. <laughs> so disinterested was he that the Casey defenders would leave him in acres of space. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now he'll be he'll be fine, and he'll be called upon at some point. You'd expect. Uh, speaking of all things Box Hill. Uh, I want to take this question from uh, one of our listeners, Daniel, who uh, hit us up on Twitter. Should Harry Morrison have a spell at Box Hill? He's had a poor start to the season, and with Smith and Henderson playing well and Scully up and going, I'm not sure what his current role is. Is that a fair assessment, Tiz? He's got a run with role. Mm-hmm. He's a negating role. and uh... Could it feasibly be, play- be uh, played Sorry, by virtually anyone else? Well, does, I, does he have an easy? I suppose How is the obvious yeah, that's contender. Yeah. yeah, but he's been doing what's been asked of him. I feel he's running. He ran at seventy percent disposal efficiency and only had ten touches on the weekend. But um, a little bit down on his usual output, I guess. But he's still working hard. He is, um, as has been the case with I think all three games. So we're not having too many players that are having absolute howlers that are being liabilities like we did in portions last year you know even for a team that finished fourth on the ladder like we had through some patches of the season you'd be like why the bloody hell are these people still getting games how how angry was uh gunners yes yeah he was oh he was very frustrated i think he had a a mate in puapolo as well who didn't really like the kind of deal he was getting it would be interesting to see how many touches yeah he had 10 as well but then another bloke had 10 yeah chad yep Yep. A little bit Rioli-esque. <laughs> that seems to be the hype. Yeah. Is it? Well, yeah. Ten touches, three goals. I did say that's why we were getting Set up him. that stunning Conan Ash goal. <laughs> stunning. <laughs> oh, God. So I've decided that we keep the uh, the Nash Jenkins medal as a season tally. <laughs> so whoever's the leading goal kicker by the end of the season. <laughs> For Joe the Goose. Oh, uh, it can be Because that. I don't think that's a fair competition. Well, I'm I'm just going to say leading goal kicker period. It doesn't okay. it doesn't have to be Joe the Goose. All right. So at the moment, I think what is what's Jenkins done? Nothing. I don't know. I think Nash might be in front with that <laughs> one goal for he kicked from two centimeters out. Uh, look, we. Have I to... enjoyed that much more than I should have. <laughs> I know. I know. I could sense it all the way from M10. I saw, <laughs> had a sneaky glance over at the MCC, and I'm like. I bet he's enjoying that. I feel good. For, I feel good for him. I feel good. And then we talked after the game, and it seems like you had a bit of a wager. You put some money down on Nash kicking a goal. Someone, one of the betting agencies, yeah. offered two dollars fifty if if Nash kicked a goal at any point. That's a good bet. I was pretty happy. Yeah. I mean, it has to happen eventually, and it's probably <laughs> going to happen against North. Let's face it. So, how? Okay, go on. How much did you actually rake in? Oh, I just put whatever I had left in that account because it was pretty dormant that one. Yep. So, uh, yeah. So now I've got a bit more in that account to uh, put on Nash for the first goal. <laughs> Gamble responsibly, kids. <laughs> so, see, Mason's multi is reserved. It shows restraint. This is just. This wild yeah, betting but, with wild abandon, but 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 I won. So yeah, okay. Yeah, there's right. that. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, a, it was a decent bet. So this is where I dash your smugness <laughs> with a few listener questions because we heard from Max Sood who said, uh, "Where does Connor Nash stand in all of this?" And by this, I think he means 
The really the short forward line? The, no, I don't think he means the team. Is he actually worth keeping? Is it time to give someone else a solid run at the highest level? Well, I'll tell you what Say I did... Say someone you might be able to, I don't know, switch to. Well, i tell you what I did notice, and this is something that Mitch doesn't do, mm. and that's the pressure acts that Connor Nash was doing late in that final quarter. Yep. He was still going. Now... So he is an unbelievable athlete. Yes. And what we're looking at is an athlete learning football mm-hmm. in the AFL. I'll give him credit. He stood up in that last quarter. Now, that, that's when he became a very frust- visible... What frustrates me, though, mm. is he can hit a pass, mm. but he can't kick a goal. Nope. Very peculiar, isn't it? We need that Dunstall placard that you take. <laughs> right. For, to what end? Do you remember, late in the 90s, yeah. about the time Paul Hudson walked out, mm. Dunstall... <laughs> <laughs> Dunstall would stand behind the goal umpire mm. in direct line to the kicker, yep. the one having a set shot, and raise his arms as if they were passing to him. Yeah, okay. And invariably, Craig Trelevin would actually hit him. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Nash needs something like that. Maybe. You maybe. Just, maybe you should just run around the back with the placard of Dunny. I'm here to criticise athletes, not be one. With the placard of Piggy. <laughs> All right, okay. And then tell Nash to hit him on the scone. Or Nash could just train harder. I'm sure he is training. It must all be confidence. What yeah. What is going on there? Oh, I, I don't know. It's strange, isn't it? Because he is a good field kick. He just can't put it together in front of goals. Yeah. It's it's almost like, uh, you know, I, I might be prepared to... And, and this is a crazy thought. Was it, was it Jeddah that took like 14 matches to kick a goal? I think it was actually, yeah. Yeah, uh, but I, I and look now. I know this is a crazy thought, but I wouldn't mind having a forward that can impact the scoreboard. <laughs> That's crazy, I know. And you know, he's we, all right. We heard from uh, Joel on Twitter, who also questioned Nash's place in the team. Thank you for that tweet. And JT says, "What does Mitchell Lewis have to do to get a game? We need a marking forward. Seems a no-brainer. Is his time coming? Tis. Are we going to see Mitch Lewis soon? Do you think? No, I really don't think we are." You're probably right. I just, there seems to be no need. I do wonder how long this Nash experiment keeps going. They're all still gelling, those small forwards. Yeah. And Nash yeah. does bring the ball to ground. Sometimes he neglects the jump. I noticed that a couple of times. Mm. When he should have gone, he didn't. Yep. Um, but that's because he's caught between a small man role and a tall man role. That's true. Yep. Um but uh, yeah, he has he's a, got a lot of potential, Nash. He does, yeah. He's got a weird part to play. And but... he can't be run off. He, he has a, you know, he can't be exposed for run. Yep, yep. So I can see why they're going with him at the moment. Oh, yeah. But like... Mitchell Lewis will have his, have his opportunity. They're, they're very patient with these guys. They hang around in the twos for years. Yeah. Uh, the Saints might, would that be the time to give him a go, though? I mean, because they've got Geelong after that, and then I don't know when would be the next off-ramp for... Uh, for Mitch Lewis to go from the VFL to the AFL. Yeah, no, after that monstrous hurdle that is Geelong mm. for Easter, we've got Carlton okay. in Tassie. All right. That's the one I wanted to go to. And you said no. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's Carlton. Yeah, that's yeah. why I want to go. I'm confident we might win. <laughs> okay. I want. Well, I prefer to go to Canberra with the GWS boys. Yes, yeah, that's still on the table. Yeah, we really at need least to if you lose, out. but, you know... Coniglio's coming. <laughs> yeah, that it's is... It's not uh, Coniglio, it's Canelio. Yeah, whatever. I wasn't going to pull you up on it. 
I don't care enough. <laughs> We're also going to get Patton, apparently. Oh, yes, the other general. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's been reported again for, what, like the fourth straight year? Yeah, I've gone with that a few times myself. <laughs> <laughs> You've called up the rumor file and just put that one out there? <laughs> well, he's from uh, Roeville. So. Is he really? Yeah. Well, there you go. You looking forward to Sunday? I am. Uh, the Saints are hard to get a read on, aren't they? Like, where, Are they actually any good this year? Are they beyond what people thought? Um, Billings is fine and living up to his billing. <laughs> but um, oh, I don't think much of them. But we're still a young team and we seem to be having uh, brain fades as a collective. I, I'm just getting flashbacks to uh, last year when I went to the wrestling and uh, the Melbourne City Wrestling, and I was checking my phone for the scores, Hawthorne v. Saints. Mm. What the bloody hell was that match? That was maybe one of our worst matches of the year, and I'm fearing a, re- a repeat of that, although the only difference this time will be I'll be there to witness it <laughs> in, and have anxiety in real time. Well, do you think Wingard's the type of player that just lifts that side? Because he definitely lifted them on the weekend. He did, yep. He... uh do you think I mean, they think, well, if we get it down there, anything can happen? Yes, and that is the point of him being there. He's the joker um, in the deck. Uh, yeah, basically, yeah. He's, he's the, the chaos factor. He just, he's bloody entertaining. He is. Talk about stepping into a role. Yeah. Like, it, it's it's worked. I Look, this might be crying a bit early after one game, but this is exactly how I imagined Chin it would out, play out. Strutting. Yeah. Just the, the idea of whenever he gets anywhere near it, the whole Putting stadium his... just comes alive. It's electricity. You've got to understand, for Hawks fans, you know, we've missed this, oh. and we really need it. It's yeah. good to oh, have it, it was back. So, it was such a hard time, wasn't it? <laughs> 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 Not having a once-in-a-generation talent <laughs> in the side. And then replacing him a year later. <laughs> <laughs> Half a year. The drought is over. <laughs> Oh, God, we speak from such a place of privilege. Oh, we do. It's we horrible. do, yeah. Uh, but I love that I know for a fact our listeners are riding every wave of this and <laughs> loving it just as much as we are. Oh, gee. Yeah, but it was great. And he took to it like a duck to water, and I can't wait to see him do it again. <laughs> and they're going to have to put a hell of a lot of effort into him. Yes. Yeah. Which means that Bruce and Gunners and Nash and Ruffy. Yep. Ruffy and him could be something fantastic. I reckon if uh, Wingard could, <laughs> if he could not give him a corky and get, keep him out of the match, I mean, we'd be going Did he right. do it? Apparently it was Wingard. <laughs> I, I've read that it was oh, Wingard mate. that did it. He nearly tunneled Gunston at one point too. That was Smith, wasn't it? Oh, was that Wingard who did that? I think it might have. Well, As how, well. How many incidents were there? <laughs> He's taking us out from the inside. He's a Port Adelaide spy <laughs> that also kicks three goals for Hawthorne and wins us the match. <laughs> Uh, it's all it's all fun and games, but uh, we should have a better defence than St Kilda. Yep, I would, um, I would hope it's so, just yeah. the midfield that's in question again, and hopefully uh, Jager's up for it. <laughs> well, if he's not, then we're in a little bit of strife, which is not a reflection on the others. It's just the others are inexperienced by comparison, and Jager's. And I don't think Howe's an inside midfielder, to be honest. Oh, you, you've he's a run with. You've taken to some of the Twitter comments about that. No, no, I just. I just, um, I know he's a good player, but <clears throat> I don't think he's going to be able to uphold that mantle. Mm. It's just not his go. Been very impressed with Cousins still. 
Yep, no, nah, no reason for Cousins not to be in the side at this stage. I would you make changes? I'd change point? his number by now. <laughs> Forty six running around. I'd change Moore's number. Uh, <laughs> Doesn't seem to affect him. No, no, apparently not. Um, he looked very happy, didn't he? He did, and yeah. and so did Scully. Yeah, I I did enjoy getting on Facebook and seeing everyone congratulating Billy Hartong <laughs> on the win. <laughs> There's no need for There's that. a little bit of resemblance there. Yeah, no, I know. I know where it's coming from, but <laughs> let's not go back, listeners. Let's not go back. <laughs> um, sorry, I mean, do you back us? Sorry, do you make any changes? Because I'm not sure if, if it was up to me, I'm not sure I would. Uh, well, surely Ruffy comes back in. Well, that's true, but... He'll force his way back into that side. Who goes, or I guess, more straight out. Yeah. Yeah, which is unfortunate, but you want Ruffy out in the park. That's just, yeah. Although, Marvel Stadium, do you want him out on that field? Well, yeah. That's not as bad as the SCG, apparently. I was going to say, the SCG's taken all the heat. Which should be terrific for Thursday night footy. Uh, mate, do you want the rant? Go on, St Kilda. Yep. <laughs> all right, well, after that big rev up, I can't <laughs> see why I'd hold back. All right, were they the last team we had a draw against? I reckon they were. 2011? Uh, Giants. Oh, Giants, yeah. It's Will Langford, I mate. wasn't there Your for boy, that. Will Langford. I wasn't there How for How dare you? Uh, you forget him if you're not there before him. I, I just I just thought you were a bigger fan of Will. I thought you had more respect for his accomplishments in his career. <laughs> St Kilda, that's who we're playing. <laughs> Sorry, forgot there for a sec. Anyway, let's get on with it. Hey, Saints, I've canvassed your fans, and yeah, you say that you're rebuilding, but I ain't seen nothing this bad since the demons got Mark kneeled in. <laughs> hey, about that buzz round Hannah's, it ain't hype. Go get the more team, because Dan the man, he's stunk ever since September 2014. <laughs> Even Richo, man, he's rank. But I'll go easy on the guy, because I don't know what you do with players softer than four-ply. Our lineup's fire. Ain't nothing you can do. You can't contain it. We're going to set the Saints ablaze like their Mad Monday entertainment. I see St Kilda switch their leader from Rewalt to Geary. A different captain ain't going matter. It'll be the same old Teary. Marvel Stadium, that final siren, Hawthorne's going to make you plea for it. And best believe you'll have regrets like that time you moved to Seaford. That was savage. Oh, jeez. How long did you have that one cooked up? <laughs> Boy. McAvoy, savage. <laughs> McAvoy, savage. I'll take McAvoy, thanks. <laughs> pretty pretty sure about that at this stage. Uh, we should win, mate. What's your margin? Oh, I think it'll be quite tight, actually. That's what I'm worried about. I'm worried about a real scrappy affair where yep. we sink to a level that we frankly don't want to be. But uh, I think it might happen. Uh, I would say the margin is. Mind you, they're coming back from the West, so. Yeah, true. They um, could fall in a heap. I reckon we eke out a uh, 10 point win. All right, I'll go I've, with that. I've gone the old Ash Brown. Uh, and um, uh, and who's winning Friday night, Nick? Just, you know. Who's playing Friday night? Yeah, yeah who's winning, though? <laughs> Tell me who's playing. I, I genuinely don't know. Read me the fixture Collingwood Dogs. Collingwood Dogs. Well, uh, so whoever I pick will lose. Yeah, that's 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 the, the theory. Yeah. All right. Well, well, I don't like Collingwood, but no, 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 no. You got to go with your gut. <laughs> I really want the dogs to lose, so I'm picking. I'm picking the Western Bulldogs. I think he's rigged it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the AFL is bigger problems than the rule changes. <laughs> This bloke here picking Friday nights and. <laughs> anyway, 
Our squad's developing. We've got plenty of depth in the twos. Mm-hmm. And uh, this season's looking all right. After yep. one robbery. Yeah, a little bit of a blip. Yeah. Somewhat our fault, somewhat not. But we move on and we surge to 2-1, which, you know, I reckon at the start of the season, I'll take that. I tell you what, you can just blank out Sunday. Yep. Because get to the ground mm. at 11.50 and watch the Box Hill Hawks take on Sandringham. At the ground? Yep. They're, they're playing, the curtain raiser. They're playing Marvel Stadium. Yep. Oh, brilliant. Well, we'll do that then. Yeah. Be a terrific day. Can't wait to lose all my money on the food at the ground. <laughs> Make sure you get the secret salt. Oh, do they still have that? Or is it like, was that an Etihad thing? Oh, well, <laughs> avenge the fallen. <laughs> 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 the secret salt. You know, you R.I.P. know way too much about this. <laughs> All yeah. this Marvel stuff. Yeah. Well, my only play is marvelous, and that's uh, it. I feel like this at this point in the podcast history shouldn't really come as much of a surprise to any <laughs> listeners out there. But there you go, mate. Uh, that'll do us for this podcast. Uh, we should just do a quick social media wrap. iTunes, 134 ratings now. Please get on and rate and review us if you if you like our show. Uh, because it means a lot to us. And also uh, jump on Twitter as well. Like I said, what, what a great community we're building. And it's uh, it's just a lot of fun talking Hawks with everyone out there on Twitter. At Hawk Talk Pod, that's where you want to go. And you can find us on Facebook as well. Facebook.com slash Hawk Talk Pod. So 10 points, Tiz. Yeah, about that. And um, I'll be wearing my Chad Wingard sleeves. It's <laughs> a Hawks Nest item? Hawks yeah. Nest official? Yep. There you go. He's not allowed to wear... Sleeves on his jumper, but uh, yeah, yeah. Imagine the marketing opportunities. Imagine <laughs> not just for Hawks Nest, for us. <laughs> <laughs> we might revisit that next week, listeners. We are a happy team at Hawthorne.